What's up everybody, Esoteric Eddie here, Namaste. Thank you for tuning in to the audio version of Esoteric Eddie TV. I hope you enjoy this episode. Peace. Uh, at age 27, I had a massive heart attack. 10, 15 years later, I had a colon cancer. First, I thought I'm gonna die. Fear kills. Now, after all these years, I find out the power of higher power and you can heal yourself and you can be a better person by thinking positive. What's up, everybody? Esoteric Eddie here. Namaste. Today, I have a great guest, very awesome man. His name is Nader, and he operates a facility here in San Diego that centers around healing people with the uh, power of sound. Welcome to Amazing Art of Healing. We provide here just unconditional love. Love heals, and that's the only thing I do. We built this room. There is a professor in Paris that he heals uh, cancer, terminal cancer patient with 432 hertz sound frequency. And the way he made it, we have a special equipment here that generate over 20,000 hertz frequency with the extreme sound you heal yourself with your own brain so after 10 minutes that you lay down there you start to floating and you feel warmness in part of your body and that means the sound is affecting your body recently we add this vibroacoustic table that uh, with the vibration and sound we are going to prove that vibration and sound reduce cancer cell helping people with uh, all different kind of mental health so this is the medication and healing of the future even though it started thousands of thousands years ago this is just to for knowledge management i went through cancer and i wanted to inform other cancer patients after we do treatment in that room, we come here to happy room. We build it for different kind of musical instrument, especially kids with autism. They come here and they play different kind of musical instrument and we always get extra and uh, they get very jolly and happy. I do some of my bioenergy healing transformation in this room. This room is just shows everything is about love. Love heals and whatever we do, we give unconditional love to all of our clients, all the patients that come here. And we trying to have this center helping the healers that they don't have a place to go and practice their you know knowledge and their magical power they have. So we have a center that we call it healing the healers. So they get together here once a month. We do gathering and we do, we brought our singing bowl and gong and we do group healing and uh, uh, full moon, men's group, women's group and different kind, you know. Here is a workshop and conference room to show and you know teach and this room is for acupuncturist 
and massage therapist that we have and we just got lucky to have this doctor is a chiropractor that he gonna he joined us yesterday so and uh, so we have uh, a few uh, professional uh, doctors and physicians and artists that are helping us so we are going to prove sound and uh, vibration and heal and kindness and love heals what's up nader hey Eddie. <laughs> good to have you here, nice man. to see you again yeah thank you for doing this man so we're going to get deep into your All story right. your journey yeah. um before we do just just real quick just for fun uh, i want to tell the people you know how we met and how this came to be um this year particularly i've been having a very strange year seems like my path has been rapidly unfolding towards my higher self this particular year and i'm going through a saturn return which means i'm going through the ages 28 to 32 33 and i don't really know much about that but all my astrology friends tell me that it's a big deal you know i'm going through a, a transitory phase my life is changing and so it's no uh coincidence that i met you and landed here and so when we met um i was replacing your water heater <laughs> Uh, because I'm a plumber, uh, and so I had no idea you were going to be this fascinating. Uh, and yeah. what was interesting about it was I, I replaced your water heater on a Sunday. Mm -hmm. And that entire weekend and a few days before then, I had already been doing a lot of spiritual things. I've been going to certain ceremonies and all kinds of stuff. So it was already a spiritually packed weekend. And you were in San Diego too that weekend. Yeah. 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 So it was like I did all this spiritual ceremony stuff. And then I met you on Sunday, the last day. And then come to find you do all the spiritual healing stuff. So it was like the path was just kept unfolding. And so you were really nice. You hooked me up with some cool beads from Tibet. And some other jewelry to give to the women in my life, which I have. They really loved it, by the way. Oh, thank you. And you, you uh, told me about some other cool stuff. And, and your wife, um, if I may say, was the Palomar College po uh, prom queen of 79. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and she was nice enough to uh, hook me up yeah. with a little bit of that good old cannabis. Yeah. Um, thank, thank you for that, too. Uh, so that was interesting. Uh -huh. So, so I replaced the water heater. We met. We spoke about your facility and everything. And then we arranged this. And so now it's, it's the beginning of something even bigger. So that's how we met. Um, so before we get deep into your story and everything, just tell the people a little bit about, you know, who you are and what it is that you do. Okay. I was foreign student here a long, long time ago when I went to Palomar College. Uh, my uncle was living at Poway, so that was the closest place to go to junior college to and get accepted. And I started, and I was so into it that I started to looking into become a uh, president of international students. So I start from beginning to be involved with all different kind of uh, kids from different kind of you know the world, and I start to feel the problem they go through as far as, you know, uh, family, as far as uh, immigration law, as far as uh, classes that they have to go through. And I start to do something for them from beginning. Mm. The first few months that I start to work here. How old were you then? Here. I was in like 20s. In yeah, early yeah, 20s. Yeah, early 20s. So you started so, working for your um, uncle in your early 20s. And yeah, that's what led you down and that the path. Was, yeah, because I had the little power from my childhood 
that I could see stuff is happening in future. My grandmother passed and I was in high school and she came to my dream and explained it exactly the way she passed and nobody saw her you know when I got home everybody was crying so I asked my neighbor that what happened and she said yeah your grandma passed and uh, the next day I said how did she pass was it this way and her eyes got open and said how do you know I said she was explaining it to me last night and she said yeah 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 but it was and you know that was the time I start to see she's with me and yeah. be one of my you know the angel gonna be with me all my life wow that's that's amazing um so that was one of the first times in your life where you realized you had like a spiritual gift yeah yes so prior to that where where were you born where did you grow up in your first like de developmental years well i born in tehran iran okay and that was in the good time that everybody had great uh, contact with us and everything was good so i was proud to call my name and but after revolution starts so this people they thought you know all these people you know olive color coming from middle east are all you know arabs or they're all terrorists and you know, all this stuff and it was kind of nerve-breaking and that was one of the reason i start to get into you know getting lots of stress because while i was going to school i start to work and uh, but uh, first two years college was very easy for me so i could handle the club that i had for foreign student and i got passed everything with 4.0 without studying that much so and i said oh this is so great you know i can you know yeah. study and uh, i got one c on history u.s history and because i was connected to the whole staff uh, president of the school all the deans they said don't worry we're gonna uh, let you have your 4.0 so they changed my c to credit no credit so wow. they wanted to foreign student advisor wanted to ask to get from mit a scholarship for me but they find out that foreign student they can get to anywhere so the only school they gave me a scholarship for one month one semester was San Diego State. Wow. So I ended up to be San Diego State, and that was the great start. I was working, going to school, got my engineering degree in aerospace industry, and I started to work in aerospace industry. So that was the beginning of my challenge. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. And so, so you live in Tehran, Iran, Iran yeah. and then when, how old were you when you left? Uh, I was in early 20s. Yeah, Your early 20s yeah, yeah. when you left. Yeah. Okay, so um, when you said you're working with your uncle, that's when you came here, right? Yes. Poway, San Diego. Uh, um, was there anybody in your early life that kind of instilled this spirituality in you? No, it was just me. I thought always I have to do my best. My dad was military officer, and I was always in fear from him to if I do anything wrong that I will be punished, not physically, but yeah. just mentally. And uh, I was worried for my mom because uh, this color was black. If my dad said this is black, I had to look at it black. It was no other way. So that was the stress level that I, mm. my childhood, I started. Oh. But I tried 
maybe because of fear to be always the best or always you know 4.0 student because i had to prove and he said hey your own only job you have to study so big deal you got you know 100 so what you have to get 100 you yeah. don't have any so but my all my friends they had long hair in details times but i was the only one like a military guy with short hair always wow so that was the beginning that i felt that you know i go under stress even though i do all the good things so huh. and um, looking back um, are you are you appreciative of the way your dad raised you or do you think he could have done a better job what do you how do you feel about that style of, of that style was you know uh made me to be totally 100 percent opposite i have two daughters they both graduated one from ucsd and usd never ever got discipline and i just gave them love and i mean full love still my kids are grown up still they come sit on my lap i'm still you know papa and they are my little babies and i start to just give love 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 even though right now i have a grandson that is five years old i try that nobody say anything to him because i know love is the best weapon that you for the rest of your life you can you know teach to other and have that deep powerful feeling that to get in better place in life wow yeah that's amazing so it basically just allowed you to feel that and understand yeah. that the opposite of is what you really wanted to yeah. do and how you wanted to lead your life yeah. lead your life yes okay so your early 20s you start to work with these kids and that started to make you realize yeah. that the world needed yeah. some healing yes so when did you so you, and you were an engineer so at what point did you really start to get into this style of work well uh because of a stress at age 27 i had uh, at the black belt in judo back home so i knew about martial art here while i was working and studying and still i was going to uh, jiu-jitsu uh, the american jiu-jitsu class to get my black belt in karate but uh, at age 27 i had a massive heart attack and 27 at age 27 so i was wow. in uh, san jose to see my parents they came to see my brother over there so and uh, that was the time i felt it, that the stress is you know is bad thing that i'm going through it yeah. constantly and because i want to do everything the best so that that caused it and the doctor said hey how much you smoke i said i don't smoke how much you drink i said i don't drink and he said so what do you do i said i'm working on my master's degree i have a wife i have kid and he said hey stupid i start to have a glass of wine every night so take it easy <laughs> he's like maybe you should said, smoke yeah you start to start to smoke so that was you know part of it and then 10 15 years later i had a uh, colon cancer and uh, i was lucky and it was a big mass kind of like terminal but i'm still here after like almost 20 years so i beat that one and at the same time my mother got uh, breast cancer same month uh, we both beat it we were very fortunate to be cancer survivor yeah. but for me i had i studied and i knew alternative 
Mm. As far as sound, then yeah, we'll get to that in a second. I want to uh-huh. go back to to the heart attack at twenty seven. Yeah. yeah, so you grew up in a harsh family, and obviously you had to go through the the, the stripes mm. of leaving your country, coming here, and yeah. dealing with that. So you had a lot of stress. And so, what actually happened the day that you had the heart attack? And I don't want to walk you back through your trauma or make you relive that in any way. So you don't have to speak about it if you don't. But if you could, you know, what actually happened? What actually led to the, the heart attack? And how did you heal afterwards? Well, first, I thought I'm going to die. So I stopped all the activity. I thought, you know, because fear kills, you know, I thought anybody have heart attack, they may get another one dropped it. And I was worried that what's going to happen to my kid and what's going to happen to my wife and, you know, all the things I did. So, uh, I tried to just to learn how to deal with the stress by meditation that time and try to, uh, because I wasn't into any drug or alcohol, so just try to think about the higher power and the energy. That was the time I start to get into. Uh, mm. Even though after ten years I got uh, cancer, yeah. still because the stress of work in the aerospace industry it was tremendous. Yeah, and so it. I was working to get my master's degree. I thought. By having a master's degree and be, you know, top engineer at Goodrich Aerospace, they're going to open the door, say, hey, this is the director's office coming. But nobody <laughs> said anything or they add a couple of dollars to my, you know, and that was, I, then I, you know, find out this is not the place that you can do whatever you do. Yeah. Still, you are foreigner, even though we are U.S. citizen, you know, but wow. yeah. So you face a little uh-huh. bit of prejudice throughout your life. Always, always wow. here, yeah. That's unfortunate, uh, man. Yeah. Um, well, so 27, you have the heart attack, and then you get into meditation. So what led you to that healing? Was it like a book that you read? Was it like, like how did you know to turn to meditation and, and God? Well, my wife, she had colitis, and she had ulcerative colitis, and she was going through bleeding, and uh, this is a time I got introduced to Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, wow. Yeah. I set up the time to take her to UCLA Medical Center to take the complete colon out because she, nobody could stop her as far as bleeding. So one of my colleagues said, hey, there is this Chinese healer that in Claremont, you can go to church and this guy does magic. So I said, I try everything before, you know, take the, you know, the whole system completely yeah. out. So we met that uh, holiness. And, you know, after two times, he said, hey, I can heal your wife. But what is your religion? I said, my religion is love and kindness. That's what I do and try to help people. And, uh, well, grandparents, they were Muslim, but I'm not into it because it's, to me, it's just a religion of, I know that could be not good to, you know, talk. No, it's about, you know, blood and killing and stuff. So I'm totally against it. Yeah. So he said, you have to start to believe in Lord and feel the power of Lord Jesus Christ. And I can heal your wife with that. 
I said I do anything to help my wife. Yeah. So we got baptized in Methodist Church. Uh, I, I don't even remember how long ago. And that was the time I started to feel that some kind of a peace in my heart. And, you know, so I said, even though right now, after all these years, I find out the power of higher power and God and Lord and Jesus and Moses and uh, uh, Dalai Lama, it says all you. So it's all your brain, your thoughts. So maybe this is not good for your listener, but I find out after my going through cancer, when I learn about Buddhism, that this religion is all about love and giving and kindness. And with law of attraction, you can find out, you can heal yourself, and you can be a better person by thinking positive. The same thing that you wake up in the morning, say, damn, another day, your whole day going to be, you know, bad. But if you wake up in the morning, at the beginning, you say, thank you, God, Thank you, Lord. Thank you, higher power, that I have another blessing day. I'm alive today. So, and think about something positive. In the first 17 seconds, when you wake up, you open your eyes, your whole day going to be a great day. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I agree with that. That's, that's something that I try to incorporate <clears throat> for myself. I feel one of the things I'm most afraid of, I don't know if afraid is the right word, but whatever you know one of the most things that i'm most afraid of is not living in the present moment and bring a, being appreciative of what's around me like because we don't get time back you know and like there's been a lot of moments in my life where there's awesome things happening around me but i was like inebriated or stuck in some like depression or something and and so it just that time just passed me by, you know. So to be thankful, to act, to live in a thankful state is yeah. like being fully present. There is no future. Future never come because every second we are in the future. Because every second, history past and never come back. So the past is history. We have to learn about it. Is just history. The future is mystery. Is never come. So we call it now present, present time. Yeah. So that's the only time we have to live for. Yeah. And every minute we have to appreciate that we can breathe. When you have, you know, asthma, when you have, you know, health problem, you see you can breathe. You have to get inhaler. So, but when you breathe, you have to appreciate the time that you couldn't breathe. So you have to appreciate. I take a shower because... A few months ago, I had shoulder pain or, you know, my I had arthritis. I say, thank you, God. I'm just, you know, capable today that I can take a shower without any pain. So that appreciation is going to help you to enjoy the present moment. Oh, yeah. Um, There's nothing better than the now. Yeah. And, you know, when I used to work for people, I would get in trouble for being late sometimes. And, and I'd get, whenever I'm late, my boss would be like, what are you, what are you doing? You're five minutes late. And I'm like, no. I'm, I'm here now. Yeah. I'm a Buddhist, sir. Nothing better than the now. <laughs> Absolutely right. No, no. but uh, uh -huh. yeah, there's nothing better than the now, man, for real. And the past is just the future that already happened. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> the Amen. future that already happened. Yeah. But, um, okay, so 
You found Jesus Christ. You found yes. the Lord. And so that's what led you down this path, which is cool. I, I grew up in a Christian home, so I'm like default Christian. Jesus has been the only power that I pray to, the only name or energy that I have ever prayed to. I don't feel comfortable praying to anything else. It's probably just my default upbringing, but it resonates with me. You know, and, uh, lately, actually, just for fun, I've been calling, calling him Joshua Christ. <laughs> That's like the more literal translation of Yeshua. Yeah. So I just call him Joshua. The man Joshua. But uh, real quick before we go further, just because I'm interested and I'm curious. <clears throat> so you've never drank or smoked anything? No. Ever? No. Um, that's amazing. That's, that's really awesome. It's yeah. very rare to find somebody like that. So what made you that kind of person where you were able to just not be interested in smoking well, I, drinking. I listen to my inner gods that people they say you know my seven or eight chakra or light or the higher energy that if I do anything that lose the power of present I lose some of the power that I learned through all these years I, I do bioenergy healing transformation if I do anything, I'm going to lose that. This is just a fear I have. I do anything. And one professor, long, long time ago, when my grandma passed, he told me that try to be good, honest, do good stuff. Don't lie. Don't say, don't do anything back. That way, your grandmother's soul is going to be always, the spirit is going to be always with you. And that was like, always was in me to just always try to do your best and god bless my mother's soul she was upset with me because of love and she was telling me why do you do so much some people they say there is something behind it some people they take it wrong way if you do it to the you know the mothers that are single mom they think you have you're after something. When you do it for the neighbor, they need something. You go buy a refrigerator. This is crazy, the things you do. Stop all this. Extra love is painful. She said, what you do to me sometimes, you know, is too much. Try to be moderate. and to, But that I am totally different, you know. Mm -hmm. So she was even telling me that too much of everything is not good. You have to be moderate. Yeah. See, yeah, and I know this about uh, you because we spoke outside of this that uh, you, you're the type of person to, to give a lot yeah. to people. I mean, your entire organization yeah. is nonprofit. Yeah. You know, so you, it's you a blessing yourself by blessing others. Yeah, yeah. So that's a philosophy uh, you live, and you've been betrayed by that, and a lot. You, <laughs> yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Some of the betrayals you've had. No, yeah. no, no. Okay. It's past, and I forgive, and you know, there, and I don't even think there is a karma because I don't want anything happen to any yeah. people. And uh, in my point of view, the people, they like still something, if they didn't need it, they didn't have to do it. So that's, yeah. they need that thing. Even though I talk to a few people that you need something, tell me. Even though it's the most expensive things, we're going to work it out. You can borrow it instead of stealing it. To yeah. use. So I believe in that. So I don't want any harm to go to anybody did anything bad. So, well, that, um, that's honorable of you. Not many people yeah. think like that. And I feel the same way though, too. I've, I've been robbed 
when I was like living in my car before, you know, but I always just say to myself, well, they must have needed it more than yeah. I did. You know, like I remember this one time I was living up north and I was struggling for money at the time and I just bought a whole brand new set of tools and it was my oh, mistake, God. I guess. I left them in my car and I left the window down just enough for them ah. to get in there. And yeah, they did. They stole about $500 worth of tools I had just bought. And you need it. To yeah, those are my money. tools. Yeah. But uh, they were kind enough, I guess. I don't know. They, they left a rose on my windshield. <laughs> so I was like, oh, uh, wow. Thanks, I guess. <laughs> and I look over and my neighbor's car has a rose on it, too. And I was like, well, I guess they got him, yeah, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so it made me spike. The guy was lover, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess they needed it, you know, yeah. but it did make me a little spiteful because I didn't know who did it. That's always a frustrating thing. It's like, you don't know who did it. It could have been anybody. Yeah. And so like for about a couple of months, whenever I'd be driving and I would see like homeless people or transients asking for money, I'd be like, it's probably, probably you. I don't know. I don't know if I want to give you any money. Like, I don't know yeah. who it is, but no, I had to let that go. You know, let it go. Like they must have needed it more than me, whatever. You yeah. Know? But uh, yeah, man, it's 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 a it's a narrow path to be able to like just live in the middle and not see things as happening to you, but for you, or simply just around you. Things are just yes. happening around us, yes. you know. But uh, okay, so you survived the heart attack. You found a way to connect to the source via Jesus Christ, Joshua Christ. And then you live another 10 years. And so during from that to your next big uh, medical thing, which was the cancer. Yes, colon so, cancer. Colon cancer. So within those, within those 10 years, um, did you continue the spiritual path or did you kind of fall back into the no. secular world? Well, always try to do my best and work as hard as I could because, <coughs> you know, it's very expensive to live in San Diego. And oh, yeah. I try to, and my wife worked next next to me from the day she came to U.S. to go to Palomar. We were working at, you know, library, and we both were making $2.18 an hour. So, and we like, you know, we couldn't work more than 10 hours a week, some because, yeah, that was part of, you know, having, but because I was, president, the foreign student advisor was giving me $50 a month just because all the work I was doing. So they were trying to help me. Yeah. And one of the things the, the, uh, the lady that was handling the, the uh, bookstore uh, book was telling me that, hey, uh, in this country, you can always ask. The worst thing they tell you is no. So don't be afraid. If you need something from me, come and ask. Don't be shy. So, and American people are one of the most generous people in the world. So, wow. I I believe in that because they help. Anytime I needed help for somebody else, not not to get it for myself, they were you know trying to. The only thing I have to do to ask for it, even though I don't ask for my center to get help, but <laughs> you know. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so you fell back into the yeah. world. You were struggling. Um, yeah. And then. Um, and then the cancer hits. Yeah. And so when the cancer hits, take us through that. How did you survive that? What was it like afterwards? Well, it was kind of really scary time of my life. And the first few months after that, I thought I'm not going to make it. 
because from the room that it was my daughter's room to go to, you know, bathroom, it was a hallway like 10 step. I thought I never can make it for 10 step. Wow. So I said, this is the end. I'm wearing a bag. I they, they hated it. And I thought this is, this is it. Yeah. And one time I felt it. This is after surgery that actually felt it. My soul is going out of my body. And I start to acting crazy and I start get scared and I scream. And my wife and my kids, they said, what's wrong? I said, is, I don't want to die right now because I feel it is coming out of. And I was really physically felt it. My soul is going and I didn't want it. I was yeah. screaming, crying. Don't, I want to be alive. And my wife got scared, calling my doctor, said, what to do? Said, yeah. Give, 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 give me a shot of something, you know, yeah. medication. So, yeah, I felt this stuff. I felt so connected to my soul and my, you know, so I have that connection with myself too. So when I meditate, I feel that I'm not in, especially after cancer, I feel I'm in another dimension. And that's one of the reasons the people around me, they don't understand me. So the things I do is not sometimes normal, but I try to do, and I told my family, I do this because touching other people's soul, bringing a smile in other people's face, that's the only thing that fulfills my, you know, body and soul. So this is what I'm living for. And yeah. I try to make it bigger that everybody can do it. The same thing I do, I know you are in the same boat. Other healers, they want to do it. They don't have a place and I open my center that other healers, they can come here and do the same thing I do, they do. And a few times my wife and friends, they said, hey, they're going to come steal your idea. Steal, you know, what you do with the audio room, you know, the vibration room. I said, I love that the people steal it. I want they steal it and they do more. Because no matter they want to charge people or not to charge, still this is helping other people with anxiety and stress. It's like a future medicine that yeah. we can right now prove that the sound and vibration heal your soul and your physical body. So, oh, yeah. And mental health is extremely, especially after COVID, is very high. Uh, so many kids are thinking about suicide. It's very expensive to live here. I have, I know a bunch of people that are, they kind of give up and they want to move. They can afford to move. So, and they can afford to leave. So I do try to just have connection with all these people that I'm here that, hey, there is always here. We are here. I know we can sleep here, but yeah. people are always welcome to come and get, you know, whatever service we have. Hopefully one day, you know, one uh, good philanthropist give us some kind of a donation that we have a bigger space yeah. to do this one more and with more healer like you. Oh, yeah. To do. yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. We're going to be partnering up and doing a lot of yeah, cool things yeah. <clears throat> um, next year, 2024. <clears throat> um, okay. So you mentioned earlier that you said, thankfully, you knew holistic healing when you were going through the cancer process. How did you cope with the cancer? How how were you healing holistically? Well, I knew there is alternative. I study, thank God, to 
Google and other way that right now through computer. So I find out lots of uh, herbal medicine that are, is very cheap. One of them is Sawarsa, Bonabana, fruit that is in South America. They have it. The leaf is really magical. You make, you know, tea and you drink it like iced tea. On the back, it said has 10,000 times more power than chemo. Wow. But they don't allow people they know about all this alternative. So I did all this and I started to do because the nightmare of cancer, when you go through it, uh, doctors, they never talk about things that is available. The only thing they want to do, heart doctor want to open heart surgery. Uh, oncologists, they just say chemo and radiation. And nobody talk about alternative. And that was one of the things I tried to study and heal myself and not try to heal, you know, heal other people that are in need. Yeah. Knowledge management. Why do, you, why do you think that the medical industry doesn't want us to know about this stuff? Multi-trillions of dollars every year. Money. And anybody come up with way to heal cancer, get rid of cancer, they get vanished. Yeah. yeah, so, and our plan is with the doctor that is with me to do a study and do research, but we publish every month whatever we accomplish. So we are going to measure the people before of getting through sound and, you know, the vibration. Yeah. And after so we are going to prove that how, how it does okay. so yeah so you're gonna like uh, set them up with some eegs or something or yeah, we are this doctor has you know so many equipment and we have to buy a bunch of other stuff yeah. to be ready so there is a group of you know scientists and doctors we are going to do it that's hopefully cool, everything man. goes good because we are yeah. going this center going to be scientifically mm. that we're going to prove scientifically yeah. backed up oh uh, yeah <laughs> not that uh, we need it but we need it you know yeah. in today's world nothing's cool unless the yeah. scientists say mm. it's been approved yeah. or whatever you know but no that's fascinating so it would be yeah. cool also really awesome to have that data too to yes. actually see the the physical effects the physiolo physiological effects <clears throat> that these things are doing to people so they can see it and believe it because some people need that yeah. data like wow like yeah. i was this stressed out according to this chart and now i'm not stressed out according to this chart or whatever you know yeah a week ago when you came here a few days ago yeah. and you want to do this interview i yeah. said no i said why not i said you have to try what we have because there is no way that you can explain the energy that room with 432 hertz sound almost i can say i can it with the sound that is over 20,000 hertz frequency that you feel in the room and the low vibration from the vibroacoustic table that we built they, they, nobody has it we build it here mm. so that it does really magic you start to you know yeah. I, I say it they say yeah yeah sure but I said you see it you try it then you can talk about it yourself yeah. i don't need to say anything oh yeah oh, yeah you gotta try yeah. it you uh, gotta yeah. try people this is the real yeah. thing yeah i was here like last week or whatever and i thought we were going to do the interview yeah. and we we're like no no interview yeah. i was like what 
So I just laid on the table for like half an hour. I don't know. It felt like endless, timeless. After seven, eight minutes, you start to tingling your body and you feel yeah. that your spirit, your yep. soul is start to floating. It, this is like, I can't explain it. Yeah, I can't explain amazing. how it is, but it does. There's a special magical energy in that room. Oh yeah, I felt yeah. my entire body was tingling and for whatever reason my, my brain area needed a lot of healing because I felt a lot of stuff going on in there. It felt really nice and then there was a moment where I, I almost astral projected. Like I felt my spirit like just lightly above my body. But I think I was so exhausted I was just kind of enjoying it more than anything. But yeah, and thank you for that. Yeah. Last <laughs> night, this doctor, chiropractor doctor that joined us he asked me, I said, you have to try it. And he went and he was kind of not sure. And, and I, right now I have around f almost 50 people that as soon as they come, because we need some data right now yeah. because of the, you know, team we are putting. Before people are coming and going, I never ask the last name or what you do. They come to get, you know, services here. They yeah. go, they pay, they don't pay. It's always open to everybody. So he said it, and I will show it to you after this. He said it after like five minutes, I, my third eye, for the first time I could see. You're going to see this one, and that's amazing. Wow. Yeah, this, yeah. And he said, this thing is crazy. Wow, yeah, now he's eye. doing his chiropractor plus, plus what this. we do, because he said this is it. Exceptional yeah. tool for people, especially you help, patients. You, you help activate his third eye through this machine. Yeah, this wow. guy did. So yeah. I can say, you know, <laughs> yeah. each person has different kind of a reaction, but everybody talk about start to float in their own majority. Well, you can put yeah. that on the uh, yeah. on the data side yeah. effects. Yeah. Third eye may activate <laughs> floating in the room. Yeah, you may float yeah. as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Because, so, yeah. speaking of which, at, when did you start this organization? And by the way, tell the people what the name of it is and it's when did it start? Amazing Art of Healing. Oh, amazing. Oh, amazing. Oh, amazing. Yeah. And so, at what point in your life did you start this? Where, well, hold on. Let's take it to the beginning. At what point, what led you to say, you know what, I'm going to start this organization? Uh, after I find out that I'm not going to die. This is like two years that I was in my room. Didn't want to see any of my friends, anybody. Because when you go through cancer, you kind of, first of all, you are in fear mm. constantly. And then the people, they see through so many people that who is a real true friend and who is not. So the people, they, first of all, one crazy thing is people, they think cancer is contagious. So they say, oh, he has cancer, so we don't go, we're going to get it. So that's something crazy. Majority of people, they think, hey, this guy has cancer, don't get close to him. <laughs> so that's something, you know, th you know, I thought this is kind of yeah. a little more education. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. No, my, I, I watched my uncle go uh -huh. through cancer and he passed away. And th there is a sort of kind of like repulsiveness yeah. at first, but uh -huh. I had to learn how to be around him because yeah. it was... It was Disturbing at, at some points, yeah, you know, but yeah, I, I learned to, to, it's a mental yeah. thing more than anything. So after a couple of years, um, almost less than two years, I said, I have to do something about it. I got the, even though uh, the aerospace industry that I was working, they 
gave me enough time to go back. So for two years, they helped me to have computer at home, but I couldn't attend any meeting. I couldn't go to all the staff meeting that you're supposed to. And after two years, they said, okay, come or go. And because I lost my mom through uh, cancer, I said, I'm going to start to dedicate my life to do this and help other people that deal with it. So I didn't know how, but I started. And that was the beginning of my journey to go to this healing. Mm. First, it was art. I opened a business with, you know. Yeah, you're an artist. Now, now, right. Well, I used to be, but right now it's just color therapy. It's just putting paint together. I used to, when I was going to uh, college and high school, doing very detailed, you know, painting. But after cancer, kind of I lost it, or I don't have enough patience for yeah. it. So I just mix color together. So it's abstract, but it's are pretty, pretty. Yeah. Painting. Oh, amazing. So, you have a lot of stuff here. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. So I started with that, and uh, I was getting one third of my salary, and I started helping ca- uh, uh, homelesses and the people I know that are in need. Uh, for example, in this neighborhood, it was like four or five guys that walking with you know uh, shopping cart and you know i start to feed them and talk to them and most of them are very educated but lost and majority of them they have mental health issues so that was beginning of my journey helping them out yeah what were you what were you doing to help them out well just what share whatever i have mm, okay. buying them food buying them cigarette oh wow and this is before get legal buying, you know, the pot. I mean, you know, okay, yeah, to the, the one that they, the medicine that they needed because of the pain they were. Some yeah. of them they were, you know, veterans that they were in pain. So, yeah, no, that was the start of it. Then, uh, then I got into, then got lucky to get this space, and I started to do, you know, study and get involved with other, you know, healers and. I start to providing, buying all different kind of airball stuff and give it away. And of course, I always say Google it before you take it. But then instead of paying $800 for this medication, this is $14. It's good for three months that you use. So I give it to you for right now, the first three months free. But from now, you can just Google, study. Uh, I don't, you know, you know, if there is any side effect, I'm not a doctor to tell you, but I'm yeah. trying to help you. It helped me help a bunch of other cancer survivors. So this is the way I start. I had this lady in 2016 that had brain cancer and she was going to Kaiser uh, Hospital getting injection. And she was uh, starting to come here for this time no no i'm just sorry i'm just checking the uh, camera okay she coming here once a week i had to go to downtown pick her up bring her bring her here she said but what you do is you know you can have a non-profit organization i said i don't have time this is all on me and a few people volunteer here and i can't afford to go you know doing that she said let's start doing it i do non-profit so we apply for it and even though it's very hard to get 
1C-3, yeah. they granted. And I was just, just came from nowhere. So in <laughs> 2016, we got, you know, the uh, nonprofit got approved. We have yeah. the uh, license number to, so the people they buy art from me, they can use it for tax write-off. So oh, wow. they're helping the center and they have piece of art for their house. And that was the beginning on 2016. Wow. Okay. 2016. What's that? Close to 10 years, right? Yeah. Like seven or eight, something like that. As far as the nonprofit. Yeah. But bef prior to that, it was just healing. We're doing other stuff. So you get the, uh, you get the nonprofit and you already had the name then. Oh, amazing. Yes. Yeah. And then you get this facility. Yeah. And so then at what point do you, do you start building the, the sound machine? Oh, uh, one of my neighbor has farmer's market. He called me and he always make a joke at me that, you know, what I do is kind of crazy. He said, I have this uh, customer that his brother has pancreatic cancer. And they gave him four months. Can you do Abdu'l-Kadabra for him? I said, you know, I don't do any Abdu'l-Kadabra. Yeah. We just build up immune system, reduce stress. With that, we can take care of 75% of health, mental health, and physical problem that we have. And I can touch terminal patient. So they study and they find this professor in Paris that with 432 hertz sound therapy that he does magic. Mm. And with 20,000 hertz frequency, the one like, you know, I built here. So he has one lab in Paris, one in Spain, and one in Canada. So that gentleman with his brother went to Canada and uh, he came back and cancer was under control and was you know I said I have to do something like that so I start to build I start to study and I contact that professor in Paris wow. but he charged 5,000 euro per session and 10 times minimum so he get 50,000 euro to heal somebody through their own brain. He doesn't touch anything, it's just sound. Yeah. But uh, he has his own capsule that he makes mag high level of uh, magnesium yeah. that the patient they take. They don't supposed to take any kind of medication 24 hours before going through this. And I start to do it. And he said, they're gonna shut you down because I'm not allowed to come to US. This is all for underground from Facebook that they send sound that other people they use, the people they need. Yeah. I said, well, I don't charge anything. This is for underprivileged. So anybody want to shut me down? Okay, I'm going to open another one in my house. So yeah. this is going to be free to public. So I start to make it, and it was kind of magical. This is before I have vibroacoustics. So, so many people, they came in last... I don't know, 10 years, eight, eight nine years. Yeah. And that sound therapy was awesome. Yeah. Now with the combination with uh, vibration is totally magical. It's 100 times more than before. Yeah. Yeah, so seven or eight years. Um, what kind of uh, like success stories have you seen so well, far? I'm sure you've seen uh, what, hundreds, maybe thousands of people now. Uh, a lot. but. I never was thinking to prove to anybody that what I do. Never, even though I was engineer, never add any kind of statistic or data. People, they come, 
the friend of other friend that they use to come here, they bring people openly. They come and you know use it if they want to pay a few dollar or a hundred dollar or thousand dollar or one dollar or nothing. They put it in the box for you know the uh, helping the center. If they don't, they don't. But recently, from a few months ago, five six months ago, that this doctor is connected is the vice president of my research he said we have to collect data to prove so in last few months i have almost 50 people that just like you as soon as they finish they just tell tell me exactly what happened to them so based on every person's word we're going to continue to do more and maybe do more stuff yeah anecdotal and then some actual statistics Or, or data uh-huh. that's amazing yeah so tell us maybe like maybe one or two stories of some any patients uh-huh. that might stick out that have had some really awesome yeah, success the first one that i started to do uh re- recording was this lady that i had this three four months ago this lady is a shaman from you know the uh, costa rica that they came here and uh they were doing for uh Latinos family and all in Spanish and one of the lady and it was open on Sunday to free to doing this to helping you know people that they can speak English they are single mom they are in San Diego there is so many of them and the one that you know they have family problem battered woman so we try to help those group in as far as you know Latinos yeah yeah and this lady uh, after she finished, I do my sound bowl and some of my stuff. She said, this is awesome. Can I come more? I have severe uh, migraine headache all my life, especially in the last 25 years. I have to get injection on my head and nothing works. I can even sleep one hour continuously. The only thing I can do, I have a, a blind puppy that, we are just having each other so <laughs> because i can yeah. you know have connection yeah. with my family light and the only thing i do i'm i go home with some of these always in pain and i just hang out with my dog because i can have a social life so she came here and after like and i did a study that how can i help migraine through the sound and through other alternative herbal stuff and after four weeks she said this is like magical with what you are doing because the level of pain that it was from one to ten always in 20s is now is in four wow. and you do you know it's magical i said no you are doing it i don't do anything i just give you confidence that you deal with your problem one of the problems she was going through all her life the fear of the migraine come back so I taught her to how to deal with it. Mm. I said, you deal with your migraine. When migraine comes, not to sit and wait. That caused your headache. And she started to believe in that. And yeah. that was something that the confidence that she started to have, that, you know, start to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's that's all, one of them that was the first one I started. Yeah, it's all pretty much in the mind. And that's actually something that you said earlier too that I, that I wanted to bring back up. You said once you, um, I think it was when you had your heart attack, you were kind of like fearing that it might happen again. The fear, yeah. And this lady too, she had the fear that the migraines were yes. going to happen. Same thing happened to me when I had my first seizure. 
uh, I had a seizure back in 2019, uh, and the, the first like five months after, I was I was so in fear that it was going to happen again. I couldn't even go to sleep. Like anytime I'd fall asleep, the 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 feeling of losing consciousness was like freak me out, and I'd like jolt back up and be like, no, no, no I can't go to sleep. I'm gonna I'm gonna have a seizure in my sleep or something. So it took a while for me to like acclimate back into my my normal self and every now and then it still happens involuntarily though like i'll fall asleep and then i'll like jolt like Ugh. i have some stuff for you because i have a great story with this young kid in colorado that she was getting it like 20 minutes seizure 20 Jeez. minutes and she was hitting her, her head or falling and i was saying she was sending me pictures and video talking with me so i start to find cbd for her and bunch of you know airball stuff that i knew and she started to get better and better and better and there is a watch this available that you mm. can wear it that before happened so there is lots of stuff is always available that yeah. people they don't know and i'm yeah. gonna That'd tell cool. you about all those yeah yeah i've uh, had to learn um, how to overcome that. The magnesium is something that you need. Yeah, yeah. One of my friends uh, put me onto that. I'm, uh, I've been uh, incorporating more of that yeah. in my life. And that's what I'm saying. This entire yeah. year, I've been putting a lot of this into practice. This has been yeah. the first year uh, where I've been practicing a lot of the spiritual stuff for that reason, for actual physical health reasons, but also like a, a mental ascension reasons too. Um, and that breathing that I taught you, exactly. that 444 is magical. Breath work. Because right away, put your brain at ease. Yeah. The blood goes from all over your body to your brain, and you don't think about anything else besides 444 breathing. Four seconds, yeah. inhale from your nose. Four seconds, hold it in your lungs. And four seconds, exhale it. Because you're worried about that for a second, for two minutes, and you have to do it ten times, you don't think about anything else. So by after two minutes, you're totally at ease. Yeah. So during the day, you can do that a few times, anytime you're upset, when you wake up doing it, when you sleep, and that helps you to be in charge of your body. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I love that. And I've, I've been diving into breath uh -huh. work more this year, and... It's important. I mean, our breath regulates almost everything yeah, we experience. The oxygen goes to right, oh, and like yeah. the 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 way we breathe through experiences kind of dictates the way we uh, respond or react. And so to many people they breathe, they breathe, they breathe, and they don't have time to exhale it. Yeah, and you know, holding, you know, it. holding it in, holding it holding in, holding it, and that exhale that's gonna relax. Yeah, it's you. funny. I'll be like in a social setting, and I'll be like anxious or whatever, and then I'll realize, oh, I'm not breathing. Like I'm literally like just no, holding my breath, yeah. like just breathe. Because you're anxious. Breathe it out. Yeah. yeah, the breath. Um, yeah, going back to the watch thing, there's a lot of interesting things. I worked with this older gentleman who also suffered from seizures and. They gave him a, a service dog, this little dog yeah. named Frankenstein, who yeah. could who could sense yes. them. Yes. So yes. he would like whenever he could, the dog would sense I them, he'd like that. jump up and in his I face told or whatever. Her, yeah, yeah. yeah so that, I thought that was wild. Up. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, so the sound table. Do you have a name for it? Is uh, I call it sound and vibration chamber. Sound and vibration chamber. Yeah. What What is actually happening? What do you What What would you say is actually happening when somebody's sitting there and, and receiving the, the healing? The energy, energy of sound and vibration goes to your body. And very simple. There's no 
magic about it just vibration and sound sound from thousand of thousand of thousand years ago when they they have church they start with the bell all those bell all those were four thirty two hertz sound and those were healing the body but for some reason things change after you know and they change that to 440 still when you listen to music you feel awesome but when you listen to 432 hertz music that mozart most of his music is 432 hertz mm. you feel that you listen to it and you suddenly you feel like you're sleeping yeah. and that's what happened while i do that for the pay, uh, clients i start to you know i go through this i'm so <laughs> lucky and blessed that what i do for others that heals me myself all the time yeah yeah because you're always living yeah, always yeah yeah you're around it when you give it you get it back yes that's amazing man i'm just gonna check the time really quick see how we're doing i had no idea i can't talk this <laughs> i told you man that's what i do mm -hmm. okay so we, we're pretty much at the hour mark now um let's see here we've talked about your beginning the, but we are not going to talk about the end <laughs> there is no end <laughs> there is no end only for now here. yeah okay so what uh what's planned for the future now <laughs> what do you have planned for your future now in, in the in this organization where do you see it going where would you like it to go well, i'm right now i start to we put a little ad for hiring more uh healers more um, massage therapists more astrologer and we are going to have hopefully once a month you know fair that right now one of the guys that came for interview he's doing that so we started just last night he already put uh, january 27th for healing fair healing that they fair. come here we are going to put maybe maybe 10 to 15 boots for the healers astrologers that they come here that they're going to help public and we're yeah. going to put advertise they're doing this psych fair every year three times in san diego and there is so many of them at fair there is 68 healers that they go there every year and a few of them contacted me they said you know we have so many clients but you know they don't want to come like three times a year so i'm yeah. trying to help those that we have a place for them to do it at least once a month wow that's amazing man cool um yeah i mean is, is there anything else you'd like to say to the people well i'm just here to uh, serve as many as people i can so <laughs> yeah yeah man i mean this was amazing i um, mean thank you for your time oh it's my pleasure thank you for coming to my life i mean you know it was such a you know real real honor to know you with you with all your knowledge the book you you know the published i mean that's unbelievable and i'm hopeful this is going for a long term you know bonding and future oh yeah for you right. and people they know that you are doing this one from the center that they can come to you oh yeah yeah absolutely we're going to be partnering up and i'm going to start hosting some stuff here and expanding and just creating abundance for everybody for everybody, for yeah, everybody. amen amen <laughs> amen yeah. <man>. hallelujah hallelujah <laughs>
Well, thanks, man, again. My pleasure, buddy. Yep. yep. Um, how should people reach out to you? Yeah, by, you know, that my amazing Art of Healing is my website is amazing.artofhealing. And the website is amazingartofhealing.org. And my phone, 619-726-2680. And I'm, uh, you know, the, available 24 hours a day. People, they can text me. Anytime anybody have problem, they can, you know, the, contact me. I'm here to serve. Cool, man. You heard it. I'll put all of that in the link down below. Thank you, everybody, for watching and Thank listening. Uh, any last words? God bless. Thank you for the opportunity. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Peace. Peace on earth. Yeah. <laughs>